Hey Toy Family, welcome to another edition of the Marsham Toy Hour, where we discuss anything and everything designer toys. I'm Gary Ham. I'm Teresa Hawkins. I'm George Gaspar. And here we all sit again on a Friday night recording. <laughs> I, I, what the listeners don't know is that we usually record on Thursday nights, but um, for some reason the last two weeks we've ended up recording on Friday nights. I mean, this week happened because I made the cardinal sin of not checking my wife's calendar and not realizing that she's had a concert planned for many, many months. So the day before recording, we caught that, and we had to reschedule with our guests. And we just sad because I really want to talk to them this week. They were going to be a lot of fun. But we rescheduled them for next week, so no loss there. But I don't know. So we're maybe a little underprepared than we would normally be, but let's do this. Sounds good. I wouldn't say unprepared. I would say doing something different. I like doing something different. I like it. And by doing something different, we're actually going to try to do a little Leaks and Sneak Peeks this week. We've we've skipped the last couple of weeks, and we've heard from some listeners on the stomping ground that they actually sort of missed that segment. I always liked it because yeah. I definitely hear about things I had no idea about. I don't really follow the, the blogs on a daily basis, so I kind of like hearing it. Yeah, and I guess it's something I just kind of took for granted because I, you know, I followed a lot of blogs and social media as much as I can, and so I kind of always felt like when we were doing that segment, I felt that most of the, you know, the listeners probably were already familiar with what we were talking about. So I, I was kind of beginning to feel that we we're just regurgitating this same same material, heard it material before, you know, back to them. So uh, it's good to know that you know people are actually you know learning about these releases and, and stuff you know directly from us. So that's you know kind of interesting. So how about we just get right back to it? You guys want to do? a quick run through Lisa sneak peeks well, well do we first, have any- gary i want to hear your cheeto story oh you you said <laughs> that, that. I, did. I did mention that i was yeah. gonna mention that okay so here we so go what's going on okay so um i did something very stupid with with cheetos once last weekend we were talking about cheetos and things that we like to snack on and stuff and so it triggered a memory in the back of my head and it said i, I gotta mention this on the show so when my wife moved in, she's a chip person. She loves salty things. She's not a cookie person. I'm more the cookie person. But one time I bought a bag of Cheetos, and I knew that she, her being a chip person, she was going to eat these. And I saw, I was just having a real craving for Cheetos. So I'm like, I got to hide these. So what I did was it was like I hid them in the oven. Uh, my wife at the time, she was not a big cooker, you know, a big cook, and I just felt that was a safe place for him. She, she cooks all the time now, so, but anyways, um, so I went to Ikea one day, and I get a phone call from her and saying, like, oh my god, the house reeks, what is that? And I'm like, I don't know, and then she's like, oh my god, there's like some smoke coming out of the oven, and she wants and goes and checks, and it turns out she had preheated the oven to cook, uh, like, a pizza, and, uh, and so she opens the door, and the Cheeto bag is completely disintegrated. The, all the Cheetos are like, like it looks like a burnt pile of poop. And then the, there's like a, you know, those magnetic plastic clips onto the bag. Why well, I had done that, and that had melted. It was like dripping like goo from the um, from from the oven grates. Oh. And uh, so yeah, Cheeto disaster. Gary. Oh, Gary, have you not learned anything from those horror stories of people <laughs> hiding things in ovens? <laughs> No. That's amazing. It's hilarious. <laughs> I had a friend in high school who's, he had an aunt and uncle who they didn't really like get along all that much when it came to foods and stuff. And so the aunt did this very similar thing to that. Like she knew that the uncle never did dishes. So the dishwasher was loaded <laughs> with all of the snacks. Every, like, and he had no idea that they were in there. I actually I was over the house one time and I and I watched them go in the dishwasher and get out like cookies and snacks. Oh, that's amazing. And I was like, "What?" And they were they explained the whole thing cuz he never never did a single dish around the house. <laughs> so they had no worries or concerns he would ever go in the dishwasher to find them. That's way better than my story. <laughs> no, well, no, theirs didn't end in like burning down the house like yours. That was way cooler. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was at IKEA. I was like an hour away, so by the time I got home, the, the the smell of burnt plastic and all that had sort of dissipated a lot. But my poor wife, she had to sit in that house as it was happening and smell all that probably toxic fumes. It's not. It's not even that bad that like, you know, it's bad. Well, it's bad enough that she almost burned down everything with Cheetos. But the best part is, like, how mad was she that you were hiding Cheetos from her? <laughs> like, that's the worst part of it. George, George, you don't understand. Like, if you live with a person who has a proclivity for chips, like, you have to hide them when you want chips. Because here's the thing. <laughs> My wife gets home, like, a couple hours before I do. So it's just like, you know, if I don't hide chips, 
she'll she'll just snack on them every day before I get home, and then eventually, like, I'll never have eaten a chip and over a period of days, like the the chip bag is just gone. So we have this thing in our house where. <laughs> If someone goes shopping and someone really, if someone really wants something, like we let the other person know, like, no, this is mine. You know, don't, don't touch it. And it's even gotten worse now that we have kids oh, in the house. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I'm just glad I don't have to hide snacks. I, I have all my snacks to myself. <laughs> well, there you go. There you well, go. Being single. So speaking of stomping ground and 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 things we've been talking about in there so we also last week you did the would you rather game and yeah i wanted you to post one to the group and so you came up with a new one today and george i'm going to ask you it because i'm curious what you'd pick because because <laughs> it's an interesting one and so are you ready i'm ready okay so would you rather for one year Shower only with a scrubby made from Gary Ronzowski's beard trimmings. Or, for one year, miss out on every toy release with no secondary market opportunity. Oh, that's... It, it's kind of easy, because right now I'm out of room. So I would think a year off would be okay. <laughs> and I think I'd rather do that than shower with another dude's beard. <laughs> like if i could grow my own beard scrubby like maybe and use that for the year i'd be fine with it but if it's some other dude's grungy beard no nah, i think i might just skip the toys for a year that that was actually my choice too yeah but the, the people are selecting the other option they're actually willing to scrub with his uh his beard beard which is I just can't i crawl you know i draw a line at rubbing someone else's <laughs> beard on me. I just can't. I mean, it'd be a clean one after, I guess, the first day, right? Because you got it, it's all cleaned out. Oh, yeah. I guess I'd have to see the beard and really inspect it first to know this one. <laughs> I love you, Gary Ronzowski, but I'm sorry. <laughs> I, pick, I'm, I'm sure. I pick a break from toys. I'm sure he's crushed. He was. What if it was my, what if it was my 2009 award-winning beard i know i had actually thought of that and uh then i remembered like you're kind of manscaped now so you don't have like the length that you used to have so i had to cut you out yeah you'd have to go back to my 2009 beard yeah and gary rosansky he has a real glorious beard so i thought you know that kind of would make a nice shower scrubby (laughs) nice (laughs) that is a gross one though (laughs) Mm -hmm. those are fun to come up with the grosser the better I had trouble coming up with two negatives. Like I was starting to try to do it, but I was like, no, the whole point of would you rather is like two difficult things. Everything I was coming up with was like <laughs> not negative enough. So I was like, I know you'll, you'll be good at taking a stab at, at more questions. Well, it's but. also hard to make them toy related too. That's kind of what makes it more tricky. Yeah. All right. Let's get to some leaks and snake peeks. Who wants to go first? Ladies first. Yeah, sure. Sure. Well, which one should I talk about? I feel like it's been such a long time since we've talked leaks and sneak peeks that I feel like they're they've they've kind of bundled up over time of things I've sort of been seeing over the past couple of weeks. Um, one thing, so obviously, uh, Tokidoki has a special place in my heart, and I also really like dinosaurs, and so those two uh, concepts are kind of getting merged. Um, Simone recently leaked a prototype on his account of a um, new figure coming called Little Terrors. And it's basically Donut. If you all are familiar with the Donatella character, um, it's basically Donatella is inside of a dinosaur costume. Um, the dinosaurs wearing like cute little sneakers. And it looks to be like a decently sized figure. So, you know, typically Tokidoki comes out with a lot of blind boxes or small figures, but ba- it's, it's the pictures he posted are kind of, kind of show some context. Like there's some unicornos near it and the sushi cars and it's big. Like it looks, I don't know, five or eight inch figure. So, um, I don't see anything about timing, but, um, those look really fun. It's kind of a merger of lots of things that I like. So that one will be fun to watch for. You know, the moment I saw that thing this week, I knew it was going to be your leaking sneak peek. I got you pinned. <laughs> it's cute, and I want it. And there's two different colors he posted. One is a green dinosaur, and the other is pink. And they both there's also a clear one too. I don't know though if that's just like a prototype or what. But right. I, what else you got? 
You got anything non-cute? Uh, I guess you could kind of say this is non-cute, but just today, I believe, Kid Robot released a teaser of another licensed figure coming out. So we've kind of talked about it a little bit, but there seems to be a trend where they're starting to get artists involved into their interpretation of different licensed characters. So we had the Care Bears a while back, and then recently the Wonder Woman by Tara coming out with the two different colorways there. Um, And today they released a teaser of Harley Quinn. um, And apparently that one is done by Brant Peters. It's not particularly necessarily up my alley because I'm just not typically into Batman. But um, from the little piece I can see, it looks like it's going to be pretty cool and probably one of those larger figures as well. So um, mostly it focuses on the hammer at this point. So you can't really see a whole lot of the figure, but um, it'll be cool to see the full reveal of that one. Yeah, no, I saw the exact same image, and uh, you're right. It's it's definitely Brant. You can kind of get a little sneak peek of the the head, and it looks very much like you know one of Brant's girls. So um, it looks looks like it's gonna be pretty cool. And if I remember right, Brant did illustrate like a holiday special edition comic of Harley Quinn. So maybe it's based on that. Yeah, and I had actually heard that he had drawn those back in the day, and you know. I thought Kid Robot had posted it, but I'm not seeing it on their page. But Brant Peters has the teaser up on his Instagram. Um, it says coming 2018. So okay. hopefully beginning of next year, not end. But um, So that was kind of interesting. I, kinda, I think it's interesting they're pulling a lot more artists in to do their interpretation of licensed stuff. So that's kind of cool, too. And then probably the only other non i mean i would say it's non cute um and it's not necessarily something that's coming i think they're actually out right now and you can still purchase them but it was this figure called yox y o x and it's this fox figure by jt studio the instagram account is jt studio underscore tw this kind of is what i would consider i guess probably more of a on the art toy kind of side it's a really simplistic sculpted fox i don't know i just i really like the aesthetic of it and they had two different versions they released recently one is a white diy version and the other was a glow in the dark where it glowed Mm -hmm. blue and i think the glow in the dark is sold out but from what i can tell on their website there's a white a yellow and a red still available so i don't know i thought that one was a Kind of a cool, I don't know, take on a fox design. A nice and clean, kind of coarse-esque with the sort of aesthetic of it. What's the material? Uh, let's see. So Fubi. So Fubi. Actually, surprise, I didn't expect that. Yeah, I, actually, I, actually, I, was, I was probably going to guess resin. Cause, I mean, yeah. it, it doesn't look like your standard so Fubi figure. But I don't know. It just, it's a very, I don't know, I like the, I like the design of it. Yeah, I like the aesthetic. That- it looks a lot like. Do you remember what was that one? It was the it was the girl and the polar bear. Yeah. Do you remember who did that one, Gary? Um, it's escaping it looks like me. that style. It does. It does. It's very similar, kind of chiseled and simplified. Which is good. I like that. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. So they, yeah, there's three colorways still available. I actually really like the yellow one that's on the website. It's like the glow in the dark, but instead of the glow in the dark blue, those places are kind of like a golden yellow color. I don't know. I like it. It's kind of structural like it's it's a focus kind of on the structure of the piece and i like foxes yeah so, you know what i think i like the figure itself but i think i think i like the packaging more that's clever i like it yeah with the little ears that pop out yeah the little ears that pop out as you open the box that's clever yeah i, I, I appreciate that well done yox well jt studio <laughs> yox <Or> jt studio <laughs> well done yox <laughs> yox would be the the name of the figure but uh, I don't know. I could probably keep going, but someone else well, gave a go. Go, go, going back to that, going back to that superhero thing that they're doing. Do you know if they're in the style of the artists or are they just like a little bit stylized? Like, cause I would love to see a Brant Peters, like in his girl's style, like the way he draws girls and stuff. Like that's what it looks like. Is George. it going to be yeah. that stylized? Like with the big eye, it, like one weird big eye, one littler eye and a weird shaped head from, and stuff. I believe from, so. If you oh, go look at cool. his, yeah, I mean, if you go look at his, the, the teaser on his Instagram, it, there's a piece of the figure that shows and it gives the impression that it will be. So I agree. I think it's really cool. That That's why I, it seems kind of that's the direction they've been going from the few we've seen released is that they're given a theme, but they can kind of interpret it however yeah. they wish. So yeah, we saw that with the, uh, the Terry McPherson kid robot uh, Wonder Woman piece and the fact that you can't look at that 
toy and not see that Tara did it. Like, her style is all over the place on that. It's 100% her design for sure. And I believe that's the same approach that's going to be done with the Harley Quinn and, and Brant Peter design. Like, George, I only saw a snippet of it, but from what I can tell, I got a little glimpse of the head to know that it's still probably, it's going to have the the proportions of a Brant Peters Femme Fatale that we're, we're sort of used to with the big head and giant eyes and tiny uh, twig-like neck and stuff. So, yeah, I, I believe it's going to be the same. That's cool. I'm, I'm glad they're letting them do something like that. Yeah. I mean, that's the kind of stuff I would yeah. expect from a company like Kid Robot, someone who has a, a reputation of designer toys. So how about you, George? Do you have any leaking snakes? When I was just looking up these some things on Banky Stokes, I, I noticed that uh, – that Titans, Toy Titans Dunnies thing, Gary? Yeah. Um, How do you feel about this? Have you seen this? I have seen it, and I, I don't know. I'm not exactly – when I first saw it, I wasn't sure what to think. I mean, I discovered it yeah. on Instagram. It was in my feed. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Like, did they even – did they talk to you about it at all? Like, No, I, that's how I – I mean, the first I learned of it was on Instagram, so it wasn't like, you know, I had previous knowledge of it. I mean, I think it looks really nice. Daniel Flares, who customized it, did a good job, but – he um he trying to make it look like you did it. I mean, it's right. Exactly. And I mean, I don't have a problem with that. I just the part of me feels like Daniel is a, he's a good artist. Like, I don't think he he's better than just being a hired hand. I feel like he could have done his own interpretation of the designs that you know I did or of, of the mascots, you know. Well, it looks like they asked someone to do somebody asked him to do your designs on Dunny's. It's weird that they wouldn't have asked you. Right. Like, if it's for a private collector, why wouldn't they just contact you? Right. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they did and I didn't see the email. But, I mean, I, I agree. Like, I feel like maybe I should have gotten first right of refusal on it first. And then, you know, then they can contact someone else. But, you know, I don't have any issues with it being done. I mean, Daniel did a good job. It's just, for me, it's just kind of weird to discover on Instagram and then yeah, see. Yeah. It's like, wow. I mean, it really is pretty much the same designs I did on the, the Toy Titans totem and just applied to a dunny head. And then Daniel also had to come up with, you know, some creative thought of what to do and how to interpret things into the body aspect of the dunny figure. But it's it's still weird to see it when I didn't do it. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. It's weird. All right, I just wondered what you thought of it. It looks cool, though. Been talked about. Yeah, I think he did a great job. They look cool. Yeah, I mean, they look good. I mean, I have no issues with it, really. Um, but if you did like what Daniel did, it was based off of, of a toy called the Toy Titans Toydom. And I believe most of the stores or blogs that were participating in it do have some left in their stores. So if it's something you want, check out Spanky Stokes, Lulu Bell Toy Bodega, Road of Fuji, I think Clutter, and even myself, Superham.com. We, we all probably have some left in our stores. And also, what that toy was based off of was my first Monster Toydoms. And with Halloween coming up, that always makes a nice decoration. So I believe I have a half a case left, so about five or six toys, and that'll be it for that one. Uh, there's no more at the distribution center. I believe most of the stores have sold out already. So these are, could be the last five or six remaining. So if this is a toy you've been sitting on, head on over to superham.com and pick one up. And I guess while I'm doing some shameless self-promotion, we should take a brief break to mention some of our sponsors. Uh, For all your designer toy needs and desires, be sure to check out a couple stores that sponsor us. There's 3DRetro.com, and 3D Retro also has a beautiful brick-and-mortar location out there in Southern California. Here's Burbank adjacent. They do lots of shows on the weekend and stuff. Uh, Very cool stores. Be sure to check it out. Also, there's strangecattoys.com, so head on over to strangecattoys.com, load up that cart, and then when you're ready to check out, don't forget to use promo code MARSHAM, and you will receive 10% off your entire order. And for all your daily designer toy news, we got a couple awesome toy blogs for you, spankystokes.com and thetoychronicle.com. Go show all of our sponsors your support, please. Get back to it. All right, George, so um, I interrupted you. What was your least instincts for this week? All right, so I'll bring up one. Uh, here's one piece I found on Spanky's, and the rest of mine are all going to be Kickstarter stuff. I'm going to go a little couch-funded on you. Okay. Um, so the Spanky Sucks one is the uh, – he posted about the Jacko Bloom. Yeah, yeah. From Kyle, Kyle Kerwan. Kerwan. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I love these little figures. Like I like Kyle's uh, – that Mudcat figure. Mudcat, right? Was that other one? Uh, the bigger version, and there's the little Bloom. Um, so this is the Halloween pumpkin version, and it looks like you can pre-order them. I don't. It doesn't really say when it's going to stop being a pre-order. Um, it just says like 
they're made to order and he'll have it up for a couple weeks, I guess, maybe for the Halloween season. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's yeah. only thirty. It's only thirty-five bucks, and they're handmade, so it seems like a pretty cool deal. Yeah, I saw that price, and I was like, "Man, that seems like a steal! Thirty-five bucks for tequila pumpkin." I like his blooms. Did, did you all see his like molten core ones? Oh wait, he called them burning, the burning bloom and the burning dunny. He did. Yeah, so cool looking. Those were insane. Did you see those, Gary? Like molten lava. I have no. Yeah, it's insanely well done. Like all black on the outside with cracks and uh, like lava peeking through the cracks. Yeah, the paintwork like, on those is really nice where it really does look like a little mini explosion of rock. It's it's very cool. It's And he did both a 8-inch, I think it's an 8-inch, Dunny, 8 or 5, um, as well as one of his blooms in that in that style. And it, I mean, it looks charred. 8-inch. You know, yeah. Okay, 8-inch, yeah. Those are really cool. I don't think they're... They're sold out. Anymore. Yeah, but those, I like his little blooms. And I, he just also uh, put, posted like a fuzzy teaser. Looks like he's going to have a bloom release at New York Comic Con. From the picture, it's kind of bluish. But beyond that, I'm not really sure what else it could be. But I like the colors. So that'll be fun to see what he's going to release for New York Comic Con. I think he's got a custom event based on some of his characters too for designer con. Uh, yeah. I don't, right. know if it's, I don't know if it's been, has it been announced or no? Yeah. Are you, he sort of mentioned on the uh, stomping ground that you might be uh, partaking. in. I, I am definitely in it. So I don't know if it's been announced and I'm allowed to talk about it or not, <laughs> but I'm in one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He mentioned on the stomping ground, so it must be something he's, he's okay with being mentioned. Okay. Then yeah, it's going to happen. It's a decon. There's a custom show and there's a whole bunch of people doing them. So it's cool. Nice. Do you know what you're doing yet, George? Uh, yeah. The second I opened the box and saw the piece, like in person, I was like, "All right, I have an ins- I have an idea." So, you know what it reminds me of? Mike Wazowski. <laughs> it's just because it's a <laughs> for, single round for ball. Monsters Inc. It's totally it's it's like long legged Mike. That's how I would probably. I don't know. I don't know how I'd customize it, but I I like the bloom because you know we talked about DIY a lot, but. It, it in and of itself is kind of its own thing, but I feel like you could easily grow or sculpt or append or kind of make it into different things. So I'll, it'll be fun to see how people customize it. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's it's a it would make a good platform, and I think it's it's going to be a good show. I'm looking forward to seeing what people do. All right, George, what else you got? You can start doing some couch funded now. Couch funded, <laughs> the old show. Um, I'm going to start with, um, a book that is, doesn't, it's not really toy related, but it's kind of, uh, it would be definitely for people who like our, our design aesthetic in our scene. And this is a book by baby tattoo. Who's been doing a lot of their books on Kickstarter now. And, uh, ever since they've started doing it, they are just, they're running them. Like as soon as one ends the next month, they got another one going for another book. And these things, these books are amazing. They have a, a great thing you can do with each one of them is whenever you donate a certain level, you get your name and the special thanks in the book. So if you ever wanted your name in print, this is the way to go about it. And uh, this newest one is called Raleigh Crump, Projects of a Whimsical Earth. And uh, Raleigh Crump was a uh, park designer, theme park designer for Disneyland. Okay. And oh, this cool. book looks awesome. Like if you like the you know, like the Mary Blair type stuff, you'll like this, mm-hmm. you'll like this book, I think. Looking at it now, it looks cool, yeah. Yeah, they've already made their goal, so they're de- the book is definitely happening. There's still 30 days, you know, from the time we recorded this, so, you know, it's, it's plenty of time to get involved and, and get one. That's cool. a good one, yeah. I, I didn't know they were going the Kickstarter route. I'm very familiar with Baby Tattoo. They've been around for, God, as long as I've been doing uh, Comic-Cons, it seemed like, probably back to 2004, 2005, so... Um, good to see them kind of go on the Kickstarter route. Yeah, they started with um, what's that, Brian Kessinger, and okay. they did they did his book on here, and then they've just been running like running it through. Like they did uh, Olivia and George Shell. They had a book. Then there was like the science fiction book they did. Then another Brian Kessinger. Then uh, this other crazy artist they have. Then Jeff Scott. Then another Brian Kessinger. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they keep going back to him because he's got amazing stuff. But yeah, like wow. it's there. If you like Baby Tattoo, start following them on Kickstarter, and and you'll see they they keep running these things through and they keep succeeding every time. So it's great. That's good. Good to hear. Nice. Okay. 
Do you have another one? Uh, sure. You want to do more? You want to get in there? You want to get involved? No, go ahead. I can get involved in a after you're done. All right. There's uh this one's called Get Your Own DIY Paper Mask, Volume Two. These guys did this last year. Um, I backed it last year. It was really fun, and they're back again with a couple new designs for their paper masks. And uh, it's it's basically just um, you're buying a, a PDF template. You know, they they create these PDFs. If, if you like paper toys. It's that kind of thing where you cut it out, fold it out certain spots, and you know create your own 3D object out of paper. Um, except mm-hmm. the ones that they make, they expect to, like you, you're supposed to kind of print them large, and you can wear them on your head. Like they're huge, so that you can wear them as full head masks. Wow, that's that's a lot. And of they print. have some that you oh can hang gosh. on hang on the wall, like trophy heads almost, but they're all done out of folded paper. That's cool. And they're cool Georgie, because if you cool. yeah, like and if you go through and after you build it. You know, it's got all those lines and everything. But if you go through and just coat it with glue or do some kind of paper mache on top, you can actually turn this into a, a pretty cool mask that would actually last and be durable. Huh. You should check these out. They're, like, really geometrical. Like, I, man, like, you'd have to really kind of fold and. There's a lot of like work almost... in, in these. It's not, yeah. they're not like, they're not like little kid toys. There's a lot of work in folding and cutting and stuff to get these out. And I think really the cool thing is they are all geometrical, but if you take, if you do like a paper mache mix at the end, you can build up onto these and the, the form would be really cool to, to build up and make, like they have that evil rabbit looking one, just, yeah. just sculpt out with some paper mache and finish that out. Like, so it's a nice solid mask. You could wear that thing to Halloween. You'd be able to save it. It's like, I think these things could look really cool when they're done. And like I said, I backed them last year. They delivered right away. They have all the PDFs. They're just, they're really on here just to, it's more of like an advertising thing because they sell on Etsy usually throughout the year. Okay. And I think this just brings more attention to them and gets them like a chunk of money at once kind of thing. Yeah. And wow, I, I, George, I'm looking at these cheap. things now and they're incredible looking. They look like, um, they remind me of like low poly work that's done on the computer. You used to see a lot of designs now using low poly and I love it just the way they are. I would probably just leave them exactly how they are but i see what you're talking about like they would make amazing like bases for someone to apply sculpt or paper mache whatever over make something really cool out of it yeah and it's yeah. it's six bucks for one pdf so i mean it's not like you're investing a ton of money yeah it's it's kind of like a 3d connect the dot like a crazy 3d connect the dot type thing it's nuts like I, i'm trying to interpret with my brain how i would build this I guess I mean I assume it comes with instructions of like where to fold and how where what to kind of indent versus yeah it's, yeah it totally does yeah like do you need like a large format printer or... man how so you've gotten these how long did it take you to do one oh I never built it George <laughs> I'm terrible he's just a funder he's a backer he's a backer I'm terrible I he's... I bought I bought two of them last year and I never built either one of them <laughs> but I backed right, it so... again for two more. <laughs> Nice. Okay, so I have to uh, watch some movies to catch up on my game there. So y- your your task for the year is to make one of your paper masks. Maybe I will. I, what- I did I- that rab- back that rabbit one that they show on the page, and I really love it. And when I when I when I scrolled through this Kickstarter campaign, I was like, "Ooh, I got to get that rabbit." And then I realized I had it already, and I was like, "Oh man, <laughs> I should have built that." <laughs> George, you sort of reminded me of something. When you were on uh, a recent episode, we were talking actually to Spanky Stokes, and you were saying that you had like your own personal archive of his stroll, and you, and you'll send him some. I was thinking, George, it would be like five pieces, but he posted it on Instagram. It was like it looked like over a hundred pieces that you just had sitting around in your personal archive. That's crazy. Uh, I think it was. I think there was maybe close to three hundred in the total that oh I sent my. them. What? What are you doing, holding on to that many for your personal archive? Uh, <laughs> we we had a you know we had a, a system and we we kept a bunch of each color and uh, it was I, I don't know I I don't know what I was thinking I don't know why <laughs> I kept so many of each one. Um, 
And then we were talking about his um, stroll and strollette, you know, his uh, little gifts that he had for people that attended their wedding. And I thought you were just going to show me one colorway, but it looks like you went from table to table, like literally hoarding every colorway these things were released in. Dude, I jumped, man. When people were, when people would leave at the end of the night and they just left them there, like they, they didn't know what they were leaving, man. His family must not have cared. Like, you know, there's like aunts and uncles or grandmas and stuff and they don't want it. Like, sure. There's certain people that just, they don't collect tchotchkes. They don't get that kind of stuff. And there was actually a table at the end too, where he had put out some of the miscast ones or one of the colors that he didn't, you know, colors that didn't make it into the, into the gift bag kind of thing, you know, that whole thing. So I took a couple from that table and then I went around to like when aunts and uncles were leaving, man, I was in there. You sound borderline hoarder. It's not borderline. I live in Hoarderville. Like there's no, (laughs) I'm not on the border at all. I mean, so like in your head, you couldn't just have one colorway. Like you wanted them all. You just wanted to just hoard them all. Oh, if I could have had more, I would have. But everything, like, I just got what <laughs> I got what was, was available. I'm sure he's got way more wow. colors. And it was they if, they were made like he said. Was it Brotherford, right? That that did them. And yeah, he just cast mm-hmm. them in. Like I'm sure he was just whatever colors were being cast at the time. Like he was just running them in a ton of different things. So there was you know a multitude of colors. I'm sure I don't have. And yeah. Wow. I'm one of those collectors though that's I gotta I can't just have like one. I gotta collect the series. Like and I, I hate it. I wish I wasn't. I don't know how to break the habit. I that's why I was saying earlier, like I might take that year off and instead of showering with a beard, because <laughs> I <laughs> I need much. to. Like I it's I need to take that year off. I I'm terrible. So George, you're a completionist? Yeah, like, and I hate it because there's so many times I buy sh- stupid things I don't want just because it's part of the series. He doesn't sound like just a completionist, though, Teresa. He sounds like an army builder. Like, he can't just have two of every cutaway that they made of the stroll in the OMFG series. Like, he had like 300 of these things. Like, there's no reason for you to have that many. It's crazy to me. I have my name yeah. is George Gaspar, and I have a problem. <laughs> So wait, what you so uh, I get like okay they released ten colorways and you say I want all ten, but you like to have multiple of one colorway sometimes. Uh no, I mean there's I I don't do that often. No 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 I don't I I won't do that unless it's like a stormtrooper. I got a I got a, a grip of those, but like no for the most part I won't do I won't buy a ton of multiples of the same thing okay so it's mostly like sets and is it sets meaning like and i don't like blind boxes so i'm trying to think of another variation no that's that's exactly it like it's like that like if there's a dunny series and if i'm gonna buy some if i buy like five of them i'm just gonna try and get the whole set so i generally have to skip them (laughs) (laughs) see i I it, I don't know. I guess I it depends. I can be generally selective. It depend. It just depends on how I feel. Like sometimes I get really into a series and I I want the whole set. Other times I've I think I've gotten a little more okay with saying mm, no. I only really like these five. I'm gonna try to get these five. Like Tokidoki Sushi Cars. It it pains me. Like I want more of them, but I'm trying to resist. <laughs> so yeah, I'm trying like the- to be happy with the five I have. The key series was one of those ones that was like, it was, it was a killer for me. Cause when, you know, there was a time when the keys were coming out when they were released in the U S and those would, they were great. Cause like the Oxop series and stuff, I can collect the whole set, but for the most part, keys were like the hardest thing to collect because I couldn't get full sets of stuff. Cause it was so hard to find them usually. And especially like the older stuff I searched for years for the yellow submarine key from the village Vanguard. And it was just like one of those things where like I wanted this, I wanted these early pieces that I had missed. And yeah, keys were, keys were one of the ones that kind of broke me of having to have everything because there were so many of them. But uh, no, I still, I still kind of do it occasionally. Are there any sets that you're still attempting to complete to this day? Um, I mean, I'm sure there is. I I try not to think about it or it drives me insane. (laughs) For for a long time, I was the 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 muscle muscle men from Mattel from the eighties. I was oh, missing gosh. like three of them for a long time from the U.S. release, and I, I you know I finally got those a few years ago. That's crazy. I don't feel yeah. so bad okay. now. I, I, have I feel a, good. I have a problem. George, you I have make a huge me feel problem. good. You got a you got a problem. You make me feel <laughs> I've, good. I've George. never had the need to buy a whole mini series. If I don't only buy the ones I want, I don't think I've ever bought a case of anything. I just can't really? get into that mindset at all. No. 
you're not a couple man. Yeah. That's the if I I only buy what I like. If there's two pieces in that case that I don't want, I I don't want to pay for them. That's kind of how I operate. Yeah, I get that. I guess sometimes there's a series where I have favorites. I don't know. I can't think of one, but like they're my half of them. I really, really like, and the other half I like, I don't just, I just don't love them as much as the others. But if I like them all enough, or maybe it's like 10 out of the 12, you know, I'll probably go ahead and get the full set or go for the full set. As long as I like them. Now, if I like completely dislike them, I get that. Like there are times I think with some Dunny series where I'm, you know, if it's a mixed artist series, there obviously might be an artist I really, really like and some others that I like, but maybe I don't love enough to to try to collect. And it's getting to a point now where I'm starting to hit that sort of both budgeting as well as like room. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, where am I going to stick stuff? So I've gotten a little bit more, uh, I guess, uh, strict with my rules of like trying to force myself to really think about buying stuff versus just going at it. So... You know, I take that back. I did buy a case of the Noferin or Noferin, I'm not sure how you pronounce it, their Jibby Butts. I did oh, buy yeah. a case of that just because I pretty much liked every single design, and I believe you didn't get any duplicates. And that's one thing I don't like to buy a lot of cases from Kid Robot and whatnot is because you get duplicates. And I don't want to have to go through the hassle of, one, paying probably 30 or $40 more for figures I don't want, and then I can care less to try to find and swap and sh- you know, exchange with other collectors. I'm just, I'm just not that heavily involved to go that extra distance to move my duplicates. So I, I generally buy only open case stuff. You know, it's funny because back when I first started, I didn't understand the concept of case ratios and the fact that some cases were like that, where if you bought a case, you got them all where others might not be like that. Yeah. And so I was buying things individually like okay i'm gonna buy a box buy a box buy a couple boxes and i just keep buying and buying and then like down the road later on i found out that that set i was trying to complete if i just bought a freaking whole case i would have been fine and so i ended up with like all these extras because i had i didn't know that that was a thing it's it's not as common anymore but um yeah i'll never forget the mistakes of a rookie back in the day yeah i always wish (laughs) that they would all just if you buy a case you get all of them like that's just if I, you know, if I was ever making that kind of a, a blind series myself, like I, that's just the way I would do it. I just, it's just the way I would want to buy it, you know. Yeah, that's how I would want. Yeah, to you know, it to a complete set. But I understand why they do it. I don't. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I understand that as a company, you're trying to, you know, almost kind of prey upon your consumers, and especially the collector mentality. The collectors like those extremely hard you know, things to find, to feel like they have something rare. So the variants and the extremely hard to get chases and stuff like that, that companies know that by doing these, the cases this way, that they're going to move more product, maybe move more cases or definitely move more individual uh, boxes this way. And so I get it, but I definitely prefer when something is a full set. And if at the end as a reward for buying a case, you might either get a, a special variant colorway of that figure or even I like the like when they included like um, a chance to get a golden ticket or even one time I think Kid Robot did, uh, you know, individual pieces came in with figures. So at the end, if you buy the whole set, you can build a figure. And I think it had like a little heart in his chest, a little yep. skeleton guy. So I think that's fun. And I like when you buy a case, you get something a little extra, a little award, a little thank you for saying thanks for buying this case. I mean, I think there's a, a good happy medium there because I'm like a few different uh, I guess sets of things I've bought or gone for kind of fall in that avenue, Gary. Thimble, Thimble Stump Hollow. Thimble Stump Hollow is a good example where they do that. So you, if you buy a case, you're going to get the complete set, but then two of the boxes in there are Chase colorways of the Buttermint colorway, but you don't know which one you're going to get. And that was kind of a cool way to hunt chases. You know, you're going to get some, you just don't know which ones. Um, yeah. So I like that model. And then like the Fluffy House release they did recently of the mini series we talked about um, of all their different characters. They did the same thing. You buy a case and you get the set, but there's also a chance that you get their rare glow in the dark figure. So, And then also like Sony Angel, they're actually like really big on that because uh, they had a series come out this past summer. It was a summer series and I really liked it because finally they made some with shorts which covers up their little wee-wees and <laughs> that I'm not a particular fan of. But um, I found out a lot through that because I was trying to research, like, how, you know, 
all these different like chases popping up and I'm like, how do these work and how do you get them? And what is this? And that has a surfboard accessory. And what's this little Rory character? And apparently they have the same kind of idea of you can get a complete set, but there's always a chance of what they call a secret. You know, that's their version of chase, but then they also have case exclusives. So if you buy a case, you get a surfboard accessory. Um, so I don't know, I think it's fun when they have little additions like that, like a good compromise between getting a set, but you also have a chance to get something kind of rare. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I love it when they do that little, a little extra bonus for you. And speaking of the minifigure series, I had a few of those in my leaks and stinks. So I guess I'll kind of go next. So it's a nice, a little nice segue. Um, first in my least sneak peeks, I wanted to mention there's a, a series called Kaiju Hunting coming out. I actually saw this on Shoko Nakazawa's Instagram account, and she had shown an image. It looked like there's going to be a new mini series, and it's going to fe- feature six different designs from six artists. Shoko herself being one. Then there's going to be Konatsu, Tahara, Uwamu, T9G, and uh, Dan Kaiju. And yeah. it looks like it's going to be releasing at the Taipei Toy Festival, which is going to be take place October 7th through the 10th, which is also the same weekend as New York Comic Con. And the series looks great. It's um, all little silhouettes right now, but I can tell that I'm going to want the definitely the Shoko one. It's going to be her uh, little Byron character, but this time it's going to be on all fours, as, as opposed to previously when he was kind of standing on his hind legs. This time he's on all fours. We mentioned in previous Lisa's Think Peaks that we saw the an early sculpt share of that, and it looks awesome. So I'm going to want those, and hopefully they're easy to get. And I swear to God, guys, these... Asia toy conventions. We just had two a couple weekends ago, and then there's this one coming up in October. It seems like every weekend there's a new convention. It's crazy. They're constant. It's yeah. that time of year. I feel yeah. like all the Asian conventions seem to be this like the second half of the year. And I'm really glad you mentioned this because I remember seeing this and showing it to you, and I forgot, and it wasn't on my list. But I'm super excited as well because, yes, I believe the Shoko figure is that sculpt we talked about a while back. Like the Kanatsu looks like maybe more of like a grizzly bear. And then the Uamu kind of looks like Boo, um, the little ghost, but it's got arms and legs. So like maybe it's an interpretation of that. I don't know. I'm I'm digging it. I want to see. I'm really I'm nervous because whenever I see these things, I get both very excited but very anxious that it's going to be this toy exclusive thing that we can't or show exclusive thing that we can't participate in but it it looks cool (laughs) my my guess is going to be the chances of getting them is going to be slim to none i mean just from my experience of like loosely following the asian toy conventions and the artists and the releases like i know like most of the stuff does sell out and it seems like even if you're there it's really hard to get and a lot of lottery systems and stuff like that and at the western conventions i've gone to there's like it doesn't seem like there's any need for lotteries and stuff like that i mean unless you're like a paul kaiju or you know maybe candy bolton releases and you know something that's really really micro run but otherwise it seems like most of the runs here in the western conventions will last most of the convention so i don't know what the difference is between the western and the asian conventions i don't know if it's a a different consumer base or if their items are a lot more limited or i don't i don't know what it is it just appears like the asian conventions do really well and a lot of stuff tends to sell out my hope is that maybe it like this is the kickoff like this kaiju hunting concept, TTF is kind of the, the release, but that they'll do like multi-release or something. <laughs> and maybe maybe we'll see some at Decon. Yeah, maybe Wamu right. will bring some over. I like your positivity. Right? You know that never happens, but I, I like the way you're thinking. The glass is half I gotta, full. I gotta keep, gotta keep the hopes up because otherwise I'll just be sad. And I got, I mean, they just look really, really cool. Mm-hmm. I, you know, the only one I'm not, the one I'm least familiar with is that Dahara. Are you all familiar with who that is? Yeah, oh, yeah I love Dahara yeah. stuff. Familiar. Are they just Dahara on Instagram? Um, It's his full name. I can't pronounce it right now, but I know it's Dahara.com, D-E-H-A-R-A. All right, I'm looking them up. Okay. He's always got that guy with the bald hair with the like the one strand. Yep, yep. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's, he's been around for a long time, Teresa. He's been, he's... He's an old timer. Um, but another miniseries I want to mention in my leaks and sneaks is Serial Killers. It's a three-inch miniseries. We've already seen the large incarnations from um, Ron English. We've seen the you know Tony the Tiger and the 
Sugar Bear, the diabetic Sugar Bear. He's you know he's done the whole line of serial characters with you know obesity and whatnot. And so now they're producing in that in a mini series in a three inch size, and they look fantastic. I mean they're so much better than at the at the small size. I, I never bought any at the large size, so this is exciting to see the mini series. I'm definitely gonna be picking some up, and probably one of the best parts of it is the price point. They're only $10 and they're all unique sculpts. They all come with their own unique box, which is really cool. They're kind of like those mini boxes that you would see uh, at a buffet on vacation or even the grocery store. You know, those little mini cereal boxes, real cool. Great idea for packaging. And and I'm really impressed by the price point, mostly because it's all original sculpts and all original boxes. And, you know, you don't see that much anymore in toys with a $10 price point. You compare that to, it's another great miniseries release that we've seen. Um, it's actually called Dark Harbor. It was designed by Brant Peters and Kathy Olivas. It's being produced by Kid Robot. It's going to be an all-new three-inch minifigure series as well. It's not a Dunny series, so it's all original designs by Brant and Kathy. And it's kind of, you know, their versions of eerie, whimsical creatures found in probably like a Port Harbor city. I think they're all fantastic. But... The price point for the series is fifteen dollars per you know per toy, and I feel like like fifteen dollars is like the it has to be like the max that you can do for a three inch blind box series. I mean, I remember when blind boxes started at eight dollars, and now we're getting to that fifteen dollar range. And I just feel like if you're going to be taking a gamble on a blind box purchase, like I just don't see how many people are willing to spend fifteen dollars and not sure what they're getting. I feel like that's probably the max price point. It's fantastic series, not knocking the designs or, the, you know, the production and they're all original sculpts. So I'm sure the price is justified, but where is a comfortable like price for a blind box series for you guys? Is $15 hitting that max price point too? Yeah, no, I'd much rather do the $10. I think that's great. Like it seems like an easier spend to me. Yeah, I'm honestly surprised. I didn't realize those were ten bucks. Yeah, I actually I agree. I I've always thought the serial killer designs were really cool, but there were such big figures, um, and I like them at the smaller size personally. I think they're uh, like it's a good it's a good size for them, and uh, um, I really like Frank and Barry. Yeah, Frank's great. I want a few. And it looks like if you buy a case, you get a set. God, I hope so. I mean, I'm, st- I'm still not buying a case, but I definitely am going to pick up a few of them. I know the Quisp for sure, Frank and Mary, and there's a few others that are escaping. Are you going to pick up any, George? Yeah, but if I get one, I'm going to want the whole set, so I'm going to have to skip it. Ow! And you're, like, <laughs> you're screwed. Um, but, George, you can get what you want. You just buy the case, and boom, Yeah, but if I, want, if I get three of them, I want, why not just have all 12? <laughs> True. You know, I actually heard, and I'm not 100% sure, but I think, at least back when they were releasing these, I think, I forget which convention, maybe it was um, San Diego, but I'm not sure that you can get literally all the figures with the set. I think you get a base amount, but like maybe one is harder to get. I don't know. I need to look that up. But I feel like I remember seeing that when um, people were talking about it in the Kid Robot group Hmm. on Facebook. Not sure. I'll look it up and confirm. And then if I'm wrong, you can cut all that out and yeah. make it. <laughs> on the, uh, on the big ones, I bought the, when the, the first one came out, it was that Tony, the tiger in the, in the regular colors. Yep. And I bought that one. And then as soon as the next one came out, I stopped myself and I was like, okay, <laughs> I have one. And if I get more then I'm going to want all of them. So I stopped and I only have the Tony, the tiger. It's impressive. You didn't go for the landslide of collecting, huh? I, I had to stop. I was I knew that if I got any more than one, I would just want them all. So now I just have one, and it's okay. That's good. So, Gary, just, if we want a specific one, we can just buy one? Yep. The figure you want comes in the cereal box that it's designed for. So, yeah, no, no blind box issues here. Because I really like the Sugar Bear, too, although it says diabetic on it. And I don't know. I like a lot of them. I like cereal. <laughs> you <laughs> cereal's good. I do. We like our snacks. I love cereal. Yeah. And you eat it I dry. I still eat Lucky Charms. Obviously, milk-free. I literally, I literally will buy a box of cereal and I'll pour it into plastic bags and I'll take a spoon to work and I sit at my desk with my plastic bag eating my cereal at my desk with my spoon, milk-free. It's how I do. <laughs> I just shove my whole hand on there. Screw the spoon. It's my box. Oh, but you get so dirty. I don't care. Like your fingers get all sticky. I can't do sticky fingers. <laughs> Gotta have a little bit of class. Oh, but I have no class. 
<laughs> but okay, let's keep moving. I'm, I'm going to do one more leak sneak and then we'll jump into the game. I'm going to hit that hour mark today. So real quick, I'm going to mention that I saw this leak from Scott Tolson's wife's Facebook account, I believe, and this is really early. This is like super early. I I'm, I believe it's a toy that is going to be happening though. But she posted a photo of Scott's daughter Lila reviewing a couple um, sketches. Well, not really sketches. They were like vector renderings of a of a toy that was collaborated with their creative daddy Scott Tolson. And, you know, so Lila was revealing it and Scott was like marking it up in this photo. And so it being two different colorways, I'm going to pretty much presume that Scott is going to go forward with helping produce this collaborative um, thing that he did with his daughters, which I love. I love it when parents work with their kids on stuff. And this is a really neat, fun project. We see stuff all the time where, you know, a child does a drawing and then a parent or someone else with artistic ability kind of reinterprets those childlike drawings with a little more adult sophistication per se and so um that's kind of what's going on here and i think it was both of his daughters scott has two daughters lila and piper and i think they both came up with a piece of character and so he's collaborating with both of them on them to ensure that they have some feedback into the final toy and actually i think the final toy might be produced by kid robot because his wife kathy did sort of mentioned at Kid Robot in the post. And as we all know, that Scott is very connected with um, Kid Robot. He does a lot of toys for them. He's he's good friends with Frank and everything. So I can see him showing these to Frank as, you know, Frank really liking the idea. And so I wouldn't be surprised. I, I can't say it's going to happen for sure, but I would not be surprised if at some point in 2018, we are going to see this My Little Pizza released through Kid Robot. So, I mean, that's awesome. It's a fun project. Contracts to Lila and Piper and their creative daddy. Yeah, I saw that too. I really like it. Uh, and actually, it's funny you mentioned collaborations with kids because I know Greg's been doing that with his kids mm-hmm. or one of them at least. Yeah, I love kids' drawings. I do too. I don't know. Wouldn't it be fun to get kid artists or even like kids of artists and they all design something and they make a series out of it? It'd be yeah. super fun. That'd be super. I w- I would like that a lot. That'd be really cool. Um, and who knows, maybe this, my little piece of dude will kick off, kick off something like that with Kid Robot. I mean, Tara McPherson's got kids and, uh, you know, a lot of people in the desire toy scene have kids. So this could be a, a fun series for maybe future development. Who knows? Uh, but I did develop a game for tonight. So you guys want to, let's end, uh, Lisa and sneak peeks and then start a game. Let's do it. All right. So I developed a game of true or false questions. There's 16 questions total. And whoever has the most correct at the end of the round is is going to be crowned the winner. All right. Win what? You win absolutely nothing. Respect. You win my yeah. You win my friendship and expect. Expect. <laughs> I can't talk. You win a Marsham toy uh, pin. Yeah. yeah, I want a pin. All right. So you guys ready to do this? Do it. All right. So the first question is true or false? In 2004, the first series of Dunny was released, and the retail price was five ninety nine. True or false? True. Wait, what was the? I've missed the beginning. <laughs> what? Sorry, Jessica just got home and she came in and now she's showing me stuff. And all right, real quick, no cheating, right? I'm not planning to cheat. Dude, I'm you don't have like... time to look this stuff all right, up. Go so, ahead. George, the question is. Series one of Dunning was released in 2004, and they had a retail price of five ninety nine. True or false? I go true. Uh, the year is right, but the price seems really low. But I'll say true anyway. Correct. You both got it right. The price Boom. was five ninety nine. One respect. I thought that was pretty crazy. As you know, today now the average price of a Dunning is. $12. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. It's doubled. You think? Yeah, but they've gotten heavier into sculpting, a lot more pad printing. And, you know, we've mentioned this before, like the cost of making toys today is a lot more. You know, the cost of oil is more. So I would say that their price margins are probably similar today to what they were back then. Yeah. All right. So question two, you each have a point there. A majority of the Kid Robot Gorillas toys were destroyed due to a bomb threat search. True or false? True. False. The answer is true. I listen to Marsham <gasps> so, Toy Hour. Well, I knew, does not. <laughs> I knew that they got lost, but I didn't know it was a bomb threat. I thought it was a fire. 
Yeah, no, it was a bomb threat. We had that on, uh, actually, Paul Bundnitz was on several months back on uh, on this podcast. So if you want to know the whole story behind that, just uh, scroll back in the feed and you'll find Paul Bundnitz. And he'll be telling the story about the bomb threat. That's one of my favorite episodes. That was a really good episode. Yeah, good one. All right. So George 2, Teresa 1. Dun, dun. Question 3. Is Kano taller than a four-foot dunny? True or false? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say true. <laughs> Crap. Uh. False. <laughs> it's true. He's gonna be taller than four feet, George. Oh, yo, yeah. yo, no. it's your boy Kano. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you guys are all tied up at two. Question four: The model or the Madel was produced in vinyl in. Five inch and eight inch sizes. True or false? False. True. The answer is false. The sizes were five inch and ten inch. <sighs> A little neat factoid: the first Maddells or models were produced by Weedy Weed Studios. True. Man. True. Man, All right, I, George is ahead by one point, Teresa. You got to catch up. Well, I knew that they were big. I just, you know, eight, ten, tomato, tomato. It's in, it's, it's, it's in the details. <laughs> All right, question five. Mr. Rabbit is Joe Ledbetter's signature character and has been produced as a toy by at least three different companies. True or false? Are, are we saying the name is true or false or the, the how many companies? Is he called Mr. Phrase. Rabbit? The whole phrase. Is the whole phrase true or false? False. Yeah. I think I, I'm with you, George. I don't think it's called Mr. Rabbit, so I'm going to go false, too. All right. Someone's paying attention. It is false. It's Mr. Bunny. <laughs> so you each it get didn't a, sound okay. right. I knew, though, but, but uh, okay. So I want to try to guess. I think I know that um, Loyal Subjects did... Am I right? Loyal Subjects did the blind Loyal Subjects. Here, Weedy right? Weed, Loyal Subjects, Kid Robot, for sure. Yep. Okay. For sure. So there's three. Cool. And then he self-produced it himself, too. Yeah. So we're taught George 4, Teresa 3. Question 6. In 2013, Kid Robot helped the company MailChimp create a vinyl toy based on their mascot, MailChimp Freddy. True or false? I think that's true. I mean, I know it exists. I don't know who made it, but I, I'll stay. I'll go true too. False. It was Super Seven. <gasps> I didn't know who made so it. I knew it, it existed. Oh, man. Yep. Super Seven. All right. No points. I've there. never even seen Question... it. I just wanted it to be true. <laughs> okay. Question seven. Metacom's Bear Brick has a bear design because the year it was conceived, they were inspired by it being the hundredth anniversary of the teddy bear. True. Or false? False. False. No, it's true. You both got that one wrong. Damn. Damn. Yeah, I recently read, read an article with Akashi, the founder of Medicom, and he was saying that the bear bricks actually came about because originally they were doing the Kubricks, which were all original sculpted licensed stuff, and agencies were contacting them wanting stuff as well, but they couldn't hit most of the agency's turnarounds of like three months. So they had to develop the bear brick, something that was a platform that only needed paint application, and then therefore they can hit these, these deadlines the agencies wanted. So they came up with the bear brick, and at the time, it was the 100th anniversary of the teddy bear. And Akashi thought, if the teddy bear's been around for 100 years, let's run with that design, and then maybe we'll have a strong design that will last another 100 years. Wow. They chose right, because those babies are popular. Mm-hmm. All right, question eight. Chris Reiniak has hand-glued the eyes in over 1,500 resin pieces. True or false? True. Yeah, that sounds about right. Why not? True. You both get a point. George 5, Teresa 4. Question 9. Clutter Magazine was used as a set dressing in the first Transformers movie. True or false? 
What's a set dressing? Oh God, how would you make that up? Like just, that just sounds... it was just used in the film somewhere. That sounds like such a weird thing to make up. Like how else would you? Like why would you even have thought of that? I'm gonna have to say true. No, but that doesn't seem like right. I'm, <laughs> I'm saying false. <sighs> I'm gonna say true just because it's such a weird thing to make up. George, you get one. I got that one today from Branda herself. She said it was used in the uh, Sam Witwicky's room. Nice. Are you serious? So, yep. All right. Question. You're you're two behind, Teresa. You got to catch up. Eh. Question 10. My identical twin brother and I once tried out for a double mint gum commercial. Oh, God. I hope that's true. I'm going to say true because I want it to be true. I can either agree, but it won't. We'll get, and we'll both get points. Or I can attempt to go. I can get strategic and say the opposite and hope you're wrong and get a, get a point ahead. I want it to be true too, though. That'd be so fun. <laughs> I want to say I, <laughs> I'm going true. Please tell me it's true, Gary. It's false. Oh, Gary! <laughs> <laughs> nope. All right. Question eleven. My Whooper Looper was used for the CD cover of a Japanese band titled Looper Looper. True or false? I'm going to wait for Teresa because she's a huge Gary fan, so she would know the answer to this. Yeah, I'm going to say false. Is, yeah, I'm, I don't know. Um, I feel like I would know, so I'm going to say false. You guys are terrible. It's true. <laughs> Really? <laughs> Teresa, how do you not know this? You're the biggest Gary fan around. I I love you, Gary, but I didn't know you made a album cover called, what did you say, Looper Looper? It was called Looper Looper by a Japanese band called Honda Lady, and they contacted me, and they wanted to use Whooper Looper as the main uh, design of the CD figure. How come I've never known this? Is it on your Instagram or anything? Yeah, yeah I shared Instagram, yep. They made a cake for it, and yeah, they sent me all sorts of stickers and the CD and everything. I think I posted it on Instagram. That's awesome. All right. We're still at George 6, Teresa 4. Next question. You no longer see Paul Kaiju wearing his trademark hat because during his recent trip to Japan, he was offered $1,000 for it, and he handed it over willingly. True or false? Does he not wear the hat anymore? Nope. Really? Wow. Nope. I'm gonna go. I'm still gonna go false. <laughs> I feel like the only way to get points back is to say the opposite. So I'm gonna say true. <laughs> oh, Teresa, it's false. You know, I contacted Paul about this, and he said, "No, it's just it's a wool hat. It has some uh, sweat buildup, and he hasn't been wearing it until he gets it to uh to the cleaners." <laughs> How did you notice he wasn't yeah. wearing a hat anymore? <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. I know. I noticed these things. Okay. <laughs> Question 13. When singer Pharrell isn't busy collecting Grammys, he's collecting designer toys. In fact, he's even customized a money. True or false? Pharrell? True. Pharrell. True. Okay. Teresa? I said true. Correct. You guys both get it. Yep. Back in uh, 2005... Pharrell and I guess a couple other celebrities did uh, customize a money, and Pharrell did one. You can look it up. And uh, Pharrell's also a huge collector. He has over seven hundred pieces, and in fact, he actually guest curated a, sh- uh, a, Canada, a toy show. Right? Yep, in Toronto, it was called "This Is Not a Toy Show," and uh, he's a huge collector. I saw all the photos, and yep, big collector. But I didn't know he had the time to customize, so that was cool. All right, so question fourteen. John Spanky Stokes was a stand-in for John Cena when they filmed The Marine in San Diego in 2005. True or false? They want that to be true also. Um, false. True. False. Another point. <laughs> I know John I'm totally Cena's way bigger. No, no offense to Spanky, but John Cena's way bigger. All right. Two more questions. My Plastic Heart originally started out as an online store that sold only keys. True or false? I'm going to say false, but that's Uh, intriguing if it's true. No, I'm going to say false. No, it's it's actually true. I got this from Vin himself. So 
In uh, 2004, it was only an online store selling keys, and then 2006, they opened the brick and mortar. Really? Interesting. All right. Last question. Recurring guest Chris Buchong dressed up as a Shonimals Wii Ninja and danced around the My Plastic Heart booth at New York Comic Con. True or false? I'm going to say true. It sounds like something he would do. That sounds fun, and I hope it's true. True. (laughs) <laughs> All right, true. Yeah. Game's over. George Ten Teresa Six. Yeah, wah wah. But that's okay. I guess I don't get your respect. I'll earn it some other way. <laughs> yeah. Guys are pretty good. I mean, out of sixteen questions, George, you got only six wrong. That's not bad. That's pretty Congrats, bad. Still. George. Hey, you know. All right. Well, George has to get run into a movie, so let's let's cut out. And uh, let's take a brief moment and let everyone know where they can find you. George, why don't you go first? Well, you can find me at Double G Toys on Instagram and at George Gaspar on Facebook. Teresa. You can find me on Instagram at TMHawk24. <laughs> and I am Gary Ham. You can find me at Gary Ham on Instagram or superham.com. And uh, next week, we're going to have Horrible Adorables joining us, and it's going to be a game night. And I'm looking forward to this because Horrible Adorables has spent uh, a great deal of time designing and preparing a bunch of games for us. So I'll actually get to play against you guys as well. So that should be a lot of fun. So stay tuned for that. So this has been the Marsham Toy Hour. We do this every week, not because we have to. But because we want to. So on to our next transmission. We're signing off. Bye. Cool. Sweet.